This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Hey, John. It's like, you know, it's like, we're still, like, like the world still sucks. Like, things are still crazy. But, you know, we're trying to, like, provide just the minor bit of escapism here. And we're doing it in a really, really weird way right now. Oh, cool. So what do you have? Uh, I think, actually, you uh, have a lot of things to talk about. But what's on the subject for tonight? Okay, tonight, well, it's like, like it's a series that, you know, draws upon, like, a um, pivotal work of Jap- Japanese animation and manga and tries to do it in, like, in American style. But, you know, it also does it in a way that, you know, hey, it's like, you know, couldn't be done in the Japanese style. For, for lack of a better term. But um, I'm talking about um, No One Left to Fight, like a series that um, that went over quite well. It's like, it's like, like with, fan, with fans and all, it's like it was published by Dark Horse. It's like, and, um, but it, it's a series about, you know, like what happens when like you've saved the world and it's like, you know, what, there's no, there's nothing else left to do. It's like, you know, what, what happens when it's like, you know, like, like when you're just like left to like, um, like revel in your glories and it's like there's no like no one no one who's like left coming to like destroy the world what do you do after that point well on one hand like these all sound like really big like deep questions but really like the series gave this depth from talking about another pivotal series um like key to like not just geek culture but specifically like um anime and manga culture as well dragon ball z and um in order to like um, talk about that, well, I actually needed to like, call in some some like um, good friends to this podcast who are um, like well versed in Dragon Ball Z history. It's like I mean, one of them you know. It's like it's Myron. It's like, hey Myron, how's it going? Hey, hey Jason, how's it going this week? Oh, uh, it's going good, going good, Myron. It's like glad you were able to join us for this one. Thank you for having me on this one. You know, I love me some Dragon Ball. Absolutely, and also you're not the only one. Like who's shooting this podcast in the past, but hey, it's like Rob, how you doing? It's like I mean, it's been years since we've done this. It has been. It's been five years. Yes, <laughs> man. It's like I'm glad that you're able to like join us for this one. I mean, we tried to get you for the X Men, but that just like um like blew up in our faces. But I'm glad like to have you back. Talk about um talk about Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So um, but as far as the series goes, I mean. No one left to fight. Like was pitched as like the comic you always wanted, from the uh, like from the like, blurb on the cover, and um, it's basically it's a story about um, this like legendary fighter named Vale, or Vale. Was like I'm sorry, we haven't like we uh, we we tried talking about like how to pronounce his name um, prior to this podcast, but I, we're pretty sure it's Vale, and um, he it's like and he's a he's he's a guy who has saved the world multiple times it's like in the past and now he's kind of like like looking to go on kind of like a uh, like a vic- like a victory lap just talking about just like visiting the, the um like the the, uh, so- the sites of his great his victories and um just you know like taking taking those in but also with his um with his um comrades in arms um Timor it's like and um it's like in Kyla so it's so on one hand, it's like this is like a, uh, it's a, uh, like it's it's a kind of it's a kind of like a uh, hey you know it's like it's like he's he's gone through his old his old his his victories and now he's like you know just like trying to trying to relive them all, but 
the the tone of this series is just kind of the tone and the uh, style of the series does draw a bit from, from from Dragon Ball Z specifically, because well, um, Vale, well, he's basically our stand-in for Goku. Um, his um, like frenemy um, Timor is um, Vegeta, and um, Kaila is um, like his Bulma. And well, it's like Rob, Myron's like I need you to help me here because like I've only watched through um, like Dragon Ball Z abridged as far as like my experience with the series goes, but like this series, like it really does want to draw on dragon on Dragon Ball's history for like a good portion of its depth. And I, I, I can't really say like, you know, how, how well it does this. So like Myron, it's like, yeah. I guess, um, I guess for, like, cause like I need to, I, as a, the host here, I need to provide direction. So Myron, you go first. Well, um, to start off with, uh, Jason came to me about a month ago uh, to bring this up to me and, and let me know about this comic book. And uh, I looked into it, and Jason knows that uh, I really am a big fan of really great art, really great character designs. After picking up and ordering this book, uh, what you said earlier, the comic you always wanted, uh, after reading through this, this is a comic book I've always wanted to read and see. I really love this book because as you said, it really harkens on that uh, Dragon Ball dynamic as, you know, Vale, or, you know, we've been talking about that either Vale or Vale. I call him Vale. Um, He really harkens to Goku. Like he, he has a very carefree attitude, um, just kind of like a, a, a vagabond who, who has this desire to fight and Timor is that gruff kind of Vegeta like character who seems to always be disappointed that Vale is uh, ahead of him, that he's regarded as the hero and that he did not have any type of contribution to um, defeating that, that great big enemy Um that Vale is known for and just to see how in the comic book, how they uh, interact with each other and how they, how they spar, like it really harkens back to that Goku and Vegeta dynamic. And on top of that, you do see their, their, the way that they fight and the way that the fight scenes are drawn is very uh, dynamic, like Dragon Ball, where you see, um, multiple fists like hitting in succession or um, building up energy and shooting fireballs. Like, you know, they, they have everything um, that you would expect to see in a Dragon Ball, except for flight so far. But uh, I really like um, the dynamic between these two characters and how there's this kind of uh, love triangle with uh, Krista, which is Timor's wife. And Timor has uh, two kids with with her and uh but vale is still in love with with uh krista and can't let it go so then because of that kind of uh love triangle you timor is just always like just at it with with vale so the artwork is phenomenal and you know aside from like you know that kind of like uh dragon ball-esque humor like vale's kind of aloofness and uh and uh, how should i put this i guess uh, naivety against uh, what uh, Winda. Winda is another um, former former uh, classmate or student uh, of their uh, master, and just 
just their dynamic kind of reminds me of Goku and Chi Chi. Uh, she's she's in love with Vale and wants him to see her more than just a a colleague or a kid's sister. But he treats her like, hey, shorty, you know, hey, hey, friend. And she basically whips his ass when uh, he turns down her advances. So the way this the way this book ends leaves you wanting more. And I hope that more is coming uh, uh, very, very, very soon. Okay, I think that more is coming because, well, it's like, it's like I know the series is selling for like, um, like, like mad, it's like mad tickets on the back market, and also it's like, um, well, it's like, like you don't like tell a series like say a series is like the next great Dark Horse series, like, like on the back cover. It's like without saying like, hey, you know, like maybe we are going to do like a follow up to this because I mean, like the series does uh, like leave like a lot of like to be continued and um business and all. It's like in fact, I. I uh, when I, I I would also think that the uh, most interesting stuff in the series is kind of like probably coming like like in the next arc, but um, but Rob, it's like you know, it's like I I know that Myron's like was thoroughly enthusiastic about this, but um, what did, so what what did you think though? So uh, I I would agree with Myron on on the art. The art is is beautiful. Um, really, really, really nice art. Bright colors, um, really dynamic, exactly like he said. All the fight scenes are super dynamic, feel and like uh, Dragon Balls. Yes, very detailed. Um, uh, to continue talking about the art, though, um, uh, I'm, uh, I, I feel like it reminds me a lot. The character design is something that's not really my bag. It's kind of a, it feels kind of nineties. It's a lot of different stuff thrown on them. You know, Vale has a, which I also like that pronunciation. Uh, although I just learned of, of, of it. Thanks Myron. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, he's, he's got a random gauntlet, uh, you know, you've got you've got people with various you know sashes and knee pads and a you know ball necklace and you know goggles above their heads and they're all various different colors and stuff and it's kind of that's not that's not really I, I, something I enjoy. I, I want I want to interrupt and say it's like you're you're saying this is almost like cable or like say life esque. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. And, you know, when we talk about that, uh, something about it, you know, so I love Dragon Ball Z and I get that they're building on that. But if you were to come in on this without being a Dragon Ball Z fan, what it might remind you of or what it reminded me of trying to be in that perspective, um, you know, the early image comics where you had uh, all these artists that were suddenly being writers that had come on to books that they were in the middle of, of you know, in the middle of X-Men. You had Rob Liefeld in the middle of X-Men. You had, you know, various different different artists that, that had never experienced the beginning of a storyline. And so they just jumped in and here are all these groups and we don't know what their background is. And they're talking about, oh, remember when we did that thing that was never in any comic book and was never a story that was ever told? Um, it might remind somebody of that. However, um, given that I do know Dragon Ball Z, I do get, um, uh, you know, the background of these comics. Uh, I would say, uh, one thing I wanted to point out, Myron, I think that Winda is gender swapped Krillin because of the short <laughs> jokes, um, lots yeah. of short jokes about her. Uh, she's trained under the same master. She has the, the, you know, the, the signature attack move, the, uh, what was it? Bambalam. Yeah. Uh, obviously the Kamehameha wave equivalent. Um, so that's why I think she is uh, gender swapped Krillin. 
But, um, you know, again, the art, the art is great, but the thing that I'm in, uh, one of the biggest things, probably the 90% of the reason that I love Dragon Ball Z is the building of the relationships, uh, the, the building of that relationship between Goku and Vegeta, the building of the, of, of the relationships with every new character that comes along, um, and how, uh, you know, they, they all become friends and all that. So it's kind of early, uh, f- for me, maybe they'll do that later, but in this comic book, there are, there are no new relationships. So it's, it's, uh, it's hard for me to, uh, to really get into the, the story and the characters uh, yet, because I don't feel like a lot has happened in it. And these are all characters that already know each other. So um, those are my initial thoughts, though I have plenty more okay. to talk about. No, I, I get what you're talking about, Rob, but I get, for me, it's like, it feels, it's like, okay, it's like, even though I'm not like the Dragon Ball Z fan that you guys are, it's like, I get the feeling that no one in the fight is kind of like explicitly drawing on like that, that history. It's like, you know, it's like, like I get the feel, I get that you know there was like all this history between the characters, but just like all that history is kind of like you is is for lack of a better term analogous to Dragon Ball Z. Totally. So, yeah. So like I mean, it's like it's it's interesting to hear like you know like like Myron thinks that um that Winda is like Chichi and you think that she's um gender swapped Krillin. I mean that's cool, but I also kind of like want want to know like who else is um like you know, is meant to be analogous to the series. Like who is like, who is the hero font? I mean, like the accessible villain, like of this, like of this thing, meant, of, of this feast meant to be, you know what? It, it's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to tell right now, but at, at his first presentation reminds me of a, a Piccolo Daimao from the original Dragon Ball. That's, that's Piccolo's father or Lord Piccolo. Like his, his presence in this book so far reminds me of that kind of like haunting menacing villain uh uh from from that from that era of dragon ball because when i look back at the original dragon ball series i mean he he was like i think to me he was the big bad you know throughout the entire series i mean we had the red ribbon army we had um you know, many different kind of like side villains, like uh, General Tao or, or Tao Pai Pai. I mean, there's been so many villains, but when I think about the quintessential Dragon Ball villain, that is uh, Lord Piccolo. Just like with Dragon Ball Z, as much as I love Cell, he's my favorite villain. That quintessential villain of the entire Dragon Ball Z saga for me is Frieza, just because, you know, he was racist towards Saiyans. But, um, you know, it's... So- uh, I, I want to ask: Is so is um, is Bruton like resurrected? Meant to be Frieza? You know what? I don't think we have enough information on Bruton to kind of make that correlation. Just because that happened near the end of like the book, and all I know from that character is that he took Krista's arm, and and you know I, I like to get to know more of that character. Like he seems. Um, you know, uh, Vale and Timor really had trouble with this guy. And obviously there's a history there because um, they've mentioned before that they had to fuse in order to defeat him before, yet he's much stronger this time. So obviously I think that the first time they fought him, they were much younger. And I think how I mentioned before where I do kind of see some correlations with Naruto in this series as well. It seems like, you know, they all train when they're little kids, almost like a ninja academy. And they both, um, like Timor and, uh, 
uh, Vale have this rivalry, much like Sasuke and Naruto, but obviously they fought uh, Bruton before, and we need more information on that. But he kind of reminded me of like, you know, like his design and just how brooding he was, or like just how built and menacing he looked, reminded me more of like, uh, um, of Majin Buu, the, the, not the fat one or the anorexic one, but the, the lean, more kind of psychotic one that uh, Gotenks had to fight. And so he kind of had that kind of menacing uh, demeanor to me. Okay. So, um, so Rob, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I agree with him on, uh, on Bruton being likely just, just the same as we need more information on him, but likely to be, uh, based on, uh, the, you know, that version of, of Majin Buu. Um, the Hierophant, uh, also agree on the design being more like, uh, the evil King Piccolo, but, uh, which I haven't actually seen that part of Dragon Ball yet, but, uh, I, have seen pictures, so I, I, I definitely agree with that, but his powers reminded me of Bobbity, which is, you know, mm. he, he brings somebody back and then, you know, he makes them more powerful, right? That's he's, he's enhanced Bruton in, in this way, which is what, you know, when you're talking about Frieza being the, you think, consider Frieza to be the, you know, the big villain of Dragon Ball Z. Um, I think a lot of people agree with that. My favorite, my personal favorite is Cell also, but me too. But, yeah. But, uh, but the way that they react to it reminds me of the idea of what if the, what if instead Bobbity had made you know Majin Frieza because the the I guess the fear that came from Frieza was greater than any of the other villains. Mm-hmm. Um, just I mean you know he. he yeah, you know, Majin, Majin Buu and Cell uh, got to the point where they were really, really, uh, you know, somewhat scary, but they at least had, there was some comedy in them at some point. There was really no comedy in Frieza. It was just straight up evil. Yep. And, and, yep. and if you don't mind, I want to touch on something Rob said earlier, too, about um, the artwork, like... And, I, and we've had this conversation before about like '90s image and whatnot. And me personally, I I, I kind of I don't know. I think because I grew up in that image era, like I really do like like Vale's designs with like the extra gauntlet and just you know um, you know his his entire like uh, accessory uh, display. But I can I can kind of agree in the sense of like some of these characters might have a little bit too much. Uh, to look around, but at, you know, as an artist, I kind of I respect the detail and 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 everything that uh, your eye travels around with some of these characters. But um, you, when you look at Dragon Ball, where how the characters are just designed, they're very simplistic, very clean. You know, they just have like geese or even the Saiyan armor, which I pretty much love the design of that. That's you know very simplistic looking armor and. Um, you know, it, it gets its message across um, just based off of these, you know, clean, simplistic designs. But when I look at the environments in uh, No One Left Behind, where it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic or kind of like rural-looking uh, city that has kind of modern technology, I really see a lot of resemblance to the designs and, and landscapes I see in Naruto, um, especially like the city that... Uh, 
uh, Timor and Krista live in, it really reminds me of the Hidden Leaf Village. So I could really tell when I look at this book and read through this book, these guys are real fans of like shonen, shonen books, shonen manga. Absolutely. I mean, it's like this is like I mean, this is a series where like you know, like the good guy, the good guys won. It's like I mean, like they they were able to like to save they they saved the world. It's like, and like the point is like, okay, it's like, so we save the world. It's like, so what, what do we do next? I mean, like with, um, it's like, I think that the, uh, the real strength of the series is it's like, and I, and I realize that like, like any kind of depth it had, it has kind of draws on the fact that it's kind of, it really is drawing on like from like from analogs to like Dra- Dragon Ball Z, but also, um, from doing stuff that, you know, Dragon Ball Z wouldn't, or for lack of a better term, couldn't, um, like do in its it's like in its run because it's like can you imagine like a like you know like uh, like a next like a next episode like promo for Dragon Ball Z going like and like this week on Dragon Ball Z Goku fights the one foe he can't he can't punch into Bolivian Alzheimer's <laughs> yeah oh is that is that what you think he's ha- he has that's what I that's what I think Volley is suffering from it's like it's it's kind of like the perfect um like threat that he's facing like you know something that like he's that 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 he's like suffering from some kind of like you know, some kind of like men, mental de- degradation disorder that um, that he just that that you know it's like he just can't like you know deal with like on a normal on a normal like medical medical basis. So like that I mean like when I when um, you see like you know Vale is like you know imagining things that you know, oh like you know this is this is how my life could have gone like I could have been like um, like you know like 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 pregnant like um. Resting on the beach, pregnant, pregnant, pregnant with Winda, or just like um, like gray-haired, like you know, just fishing in a in a pond and all. It's like it, it's interesting that you bring that up because I I didn't know what to make of that. Whether he was like developing a new ability where he could kind of like see things in the future, almost like you know, Shulk with the Monado or something. But uh, um, the Hierophant. Did you that you tie this into Xenoblade? <laughs> hey, like, you really. know. Hey, I throw that in there for you, bro. But uh, I, 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 you bring up a good point because the Hierophant did mention about Vale being uh, decayed or decaying, and it's only a matter of time before you're mine. So I never really put that together till you brought that up right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, when you told me, oh, they're telling a story that they could never tell in Dragon Ball Z. I was like, "Oh, he says he's dying." They've told that story, uh, but but now that you say it this way, this is that's interesting. I had assumed that it was some kind of we were going to find out that it was some kind of mystical thing where he was able to see alternate dimensions that that he could have had and stuff like that. But that that is a different perspective. Are you talking yeah, about like, Goku's heart attack, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I mean, when I get when you get to the end of the end of the series, and it's like everyone's concerned about, Oh, Vale is going to die. It's like, I kind of, I really felt that like, this is kind of like, Oh, it's like, he's like, this is like, he's suffering from like early onset dementia. It's like, and this is like, he's it's like, and he, he's like, I mean, like, that's kind of, I mean, that's, that's what I think is, that's one of the, one thing that I, I appreciate most about the series in the sense that, you know, it's like, it was doing something that you couldn't, um, that probably that, um, a curatorial probably wouldn't even consider doing, like in Dragon Ball, just the fact that you know, what happens when Goku, when he, when he can't like um take when he finally faces like a foe that he can't punch punch into oblivion, when like it's his mind that finally starts failing him more yeah, than anything Go- else. 
Goku's like the Mickey Mouse of like the Dragon Ball brand. He's not going to die. He's always going to throw more punches and get stronger. But uh, not, I, I get I get what you're saying though. Um, you know, if if this if this series really wants to be look more like Dragon Ball, they'll have Vale die at the like in the next issue, and then they'll find seven mystical crystals somewhere in the world and wish him back to life, and he'll get yeah. stronger. No, it's like actually, it's like it seems like they've already kind of done that though, because I mean, in I mean, when we got to like the second issue of the series, I mean, there's even like you know, like a volley like as Christ figure, for lack of a better term. I mean, mm. when he goes when he goes out to like um, talk to all the people who have gathered around um, Timor's house, and like he's got like he's got this glowing like light behind him, and like everyone's talking in whispers about him. I mean, it's like it's kind of like. I mean, yeah, we know that Goku is like you already come back from the dead several times, but like Vale, I mean, this is like they're 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 sincerely pitching him as like as a Christ-like resurrection here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and and that's why like after reading the end of this book, I, you know, I'm 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 hungry for more. I'm hungry for more. Like, you know, I know there's a rich history behind what they've set up so far and i'm very eager to kind of find that out because all we know is that you know uh vale is the savior of the world like he saved everybody from the world from uh oh man i forgot the name of that villain but um oh a do- uh, dos some yeah it was like dos dos spada or um uh, it'll come to me but um basically like he saved the world uh from this villain and um People, people are grateful uh, for that, obviously. But I want to know what entailed in that battle. And obviously, like they fought the, um, they fought um, the Bruton before, which almost like in a Dragon Ball like setup. There's always like these uh, sub sub bosses or sub villains before you before they get to the the big bad of that saga. I, I I'm I'm desperate to know like what what led up to that final battle and who was a part of that building up to it and so um i'm really i'm really pleased with this purchase and i'm really pleased that um you got me into this i mean it really does harken back because i i grew up with dragon ball for over 30 years like when it originally aired in japan you know i was living out there when that that came on and back in like fifth grade like if you didn't like dragon ball you weren't cool and so like that that kind of introduced i mean before that we had like fist of the north star but dragon ball kind of introduced a different style of fighting that you that i never saw in an anime with like fast flashing fighting the 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 sound effects to like fist clashing and 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 basically like the different types of fireballs and techniques and and of course once transformations uh came into play because i mean the first major you mean the power melds yeah, well, well, for them, yeah, they called them the power melds, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a nice, that's a nice, you know, word to use instead of just biting off fusion. But, um, you know, once once those transformations were introduced into Dragon Ball for me, I was like, oh, dude, this show is like, this show's legit. I'm a fan forever, and I see that in this book when you know these guys have their version of what 
you know, Super Saiyan would be like. And then, of course, like when that power wasn't good enough, they ended up, you know, power melding and becoming one person. And I like that they didn't have to do a stupid dance. You know, they just hugged and 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 uh, melded together. But of course, from what you mentioned earlier, because of Vale's condition, they couldn't hold that uh, meld for uh, very long. So I really like what they've set up here. And uh, again, like I said, the way the the kind of super saiyan design was like the coloring and the fire in their eyes was just like it was like really well drawn for me okay well i mean it's like so i mean i know what you're saying though but also so rubbed i mean did that work for you as a uh, proper homage to a dragon ball oh yeah uh, i mean i agree with him on that visually you know the the super saiyan uh, just just like uh myron was saying the thing the well i was it's slightly different for me my history with with Dragon Ball was um, when when Dragon Ball Z was uh, airing and on like Cartoon Network or whatever. I was coming home from work and I had these roommates that were watching it. And they were watching it through the Frieza saga, and I just I I was not interested at all. <laughs> not interested. I was like, this this show is terrible because you got to re- realize this is when the voice the English voice actors had just started. And if you go back to that and you compare it with their later work, it's it's just the voice acting isn't as good. They get much better later on, and. I just thought it was, you know, I would, I would ignore it sometimes, or sometimes I was so tired after work, I'd just, just lay and, you know, just sit there or whatever. But then as soon as Goku changed into uh, Super Saiyan for the first time, I was hooked because I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for transformations. I loved, you know, I, I loved Captain Marvel as a kid. I called him Shazam because I believed his name was Shazam because I didn't know any better. Um, you know, I love the Hulk. I love, uh, you know, any, any character that has, that has transformations, you know, I watched He-Man, um, I, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, as far as that, that, you know, the desire for the, for the cool transformation, this, this comic does do it for me. They're, they're, uh, just the design, the design of their version of Super Saiyan is very, uh, very cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to agree with that. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's like I, I'm I'm reading this as I think I mean like the the book definitely gets by on style absolutely, and I think that you know it's like it like even if it is like biting a lot of um, Dragon Ball Z, it's like as far as sto- storytelling goes, it's like it works there. It works as far as far as the fact that it's like oh, it's like you know like we're doing a not I mean not such not just we're we're like, we're like copying Dragon Ball Z style. We're doing a story that that um that wouldn't be done. It's like in that series, but um, also it's like I, I mean it's like as this as the series ended, it's like I kind of felt that okay, it's like you know this is, I mean it's like this is like a good point good point to call it you know to, to wrap things up, but also it's like it for me it's like you know the guy who just like who just like watched like you know Dragon Ball Z through its abridged form, it's like just looked at it and. And went, wow, it's like this is the series is ending just as it's getting really, really interesting. It's like when it's like when we're really gonna start grappling with the idea, like, oh man, Goku's like gonna gonna like uh, Goku is like finally like gonna he's gonna die from Alzheimer's. It's like and Vegeta's kinda like, oh my god, it's like like he's like I'm finally like like my life's like Marvel. It's like I'm not gonna finally get to fight him at like at my uh like like at our best. It's like you know, it's like like all this resentment I've held towards him, it's like he's gonna like he's gonna like leave this earth as a shell of his former self. It's like I, I mean, while I 
I enjoyed it, and I I still think that the series like you know really like its its depth really came from it's like you know like just borrowing from from Dragon Ball and just doing a, ser- a story that the series that that series couldn't do. But at the same time, it's like I get the feeling that you know like whatever it like hopefully when like um, they do another um, ser- like um, round for this series that um, that you know now we're gonna get like a uh, it's like like we're gonna really start digging into it's like you know I like a ser- like this kind of story it's like you know what happens when Timor like like Timor like at this point like at the end of the series he, it seems like he's kind of realized that like oh my god it's like you know he's it's like um, Vale is gonna die. It's like, and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do to prove that I'm going and I'm better than him. It's like, like that's that's. It's like it's the very end for for me at least. It's like this series at the very end is when this when all of its um pathos, it's like and um and drama really kind of kind of hit home for me. So I, I I don't know about you guys, but it's like it's like I mean it's like it's this next series that that I'm kind of really looking forward to. I I want to say one little thing about the you know I'm actually opening the comic right now and looking at the end and seeing uh, Timor you know crying over the fact that Vale is dying um, you know it, throughout the book he's you know seems to it almost seems like he hates Vale which you know uh, the, it's, you know it's like it's understandable I mean right. like, you know, he's, he's Vegeta you know, after all yeah but but you know in the end of the of, of DBZ. You know, Vegeta and, and Goku have effectively, uh, you know, Vegeta finally admits that Goku is the best, you know, because he actually says that, that he's the best. And he, I think he accepts that basically they're like brothers, you know. And so I think that, I think that Timor feels the same way about Vale, even though he frustrates him and he's jealous of him and everything. Um, I think he thinks of him as a brother. Yeah, I mean, I I could agree with that too. Like, I think, I think you know, Vegeta Vegeta does see Goku more as like, um, I, not necessarily like a like a blood brother, but like brothers brothers in 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 say in pride, br- brothers in race, because technically right. technically like they're the last two pure br- blooded pure last two pure blooded Saiyans in existence, uh, quote unquote. But um, you know they their their dynamic is always trying to be better uh, than each other, and that's why they're like the world's worst husbands and fathers <laughs> because <laughs> because they they put their training and getting stronger over than you know being with their families, and that is just the way Saiyans are. Like they 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 strive to be better, and I I I can kind of get the feeling. Uh, of that dynamic between Vale and Timor because uh, Vale is always looking to become stronger, become better, but then there's no one left to fight, hence the title. And, you know, uh, Timor has kind of like settled into the family man life, but I guess, you know, he still fights and protects the city, but he knows that uh, he's got the resentment going for him. He's got the resentment going for him. And we kind of see that, you know, when, uh, when they're they're chilling at uh, Timor's house and the kids are playing, like I want to be Uncle Vale. No, I want to be Uncle Vale. And then Va- and Timor just gets mad, like, "Come on, let's go, 
the spar. And that, that's that's a pure Vegeta right there. And that's pure Vegeta right there to wanna yep. like show up and he and, and Timor kinda like launched off with his most powerful move like right off the bat, like in the middle of the backyard. And so that is a total like Vegeta move right there. And you know, to both of your points, like I like to see that dynamic drawn out a lot more as the story progressed because they're only gonna make each other stronger from this kind of like unsaid well, I wouldn't say unsaid rivalry. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but just kind of like this, you know, this unsaid um, uh, drive to like, I want to be better than you. No, I want to be better than you. Um, Vale kind of has a more um, kickback attitude uh, about it, just like Goku would with Vegeta. But just like Goku, Goku's just always down to fight. Like, oh, cool. You want to spar? Okay, let's have some fun with it. And it's like, dude, like you're 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 trying to fight someone who's like, 20 times stronger than you but it's that challenge and that drive of having a good fight that makes goku want to do what he does and that's why he always gets stronger and i have a feeling once vale overcomes the challenges that he's going through we can kind of see super saiyan 2 super saiyan 3-esque levels approaching in the future or or do you think that you know this that the way the series ended like you know this may be just like next next uh, miniseries may just be like everyone just kind of reckoning with um, Vale's like impending demise. Like he just goes, it's like, Hey, you're just like, I'm, I'm going to like, I, 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 this is something I can't punch my way out of. It's like, I just gotta, it's like, I just gotta deal. I just gotta deal with it. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell. Um, because like you said earlier, I mean, this is, this is a story that Dragon Ball, couldn't tell and so what what kind of story is that though like in in the japanese manga like everybody like the main hero always you know comes out on top even on the brink of death i mean if you if you guys ever like watched or read naruto i mean look at naruto went kind of like the same experiences like uh goku almost went through like you know brink of death and you know like fall like you know falling into almost uh uh, succumbing to his Jinchuriki, which is, you know, the nine-tailed fox, like, um, succumbing to darkness, but he always overcame, and he always overcame, like, um, he always overcame, like, the most difficult of enemies, and both Naruto and Goku kind of have that same dynamic where whoever's ass they beat eventually becomes his friend and joins, like, the team, like, joins the main cast, and so with this storyline, I wonder if they're going to throw us a curveball where... You know, Vale is not going to pull out the way we would expect in a shonen anime, or are are we going to have like uh, some mystical, some mystical like jewels or something that will allow him to overcome his um, dilemma and become stronger from that? Okay, so hey Rob, so so do you think that the series is heading towards like you know like like in its in its national? Is this going to be like you know the death of? Like the death of Vale or kind of a rebirth. It's like depending on how, like you know, how your knowledge of showing an anime goes. Well, uh, I I think it could go either way, but I think if they're really trying to tell, you know, a unique uh, story that they wouldn't be able to tell otherwise, um, I think they probably are going to tell uh, the death of him. Uh, mm-hmm. But but the question is, is what's what's going to happen around that? It, they obviously still have someone to fight. It's you know because. Yeah, the hero font. Um, yeah, he's still around, so somebody's going to have to uh, deal with him. Is it going to be? Is he going to go out? You know, fighting that guy. Is it going to be that Timor is going to have to face him? Is it? 
is it just going to be that uh, the Hierophant is just, uh, you know, happy that Baal is uh, gone because he views him as, as, you know, like his greatest enemy or, or, or is he going to make, is he going to bring Val back from the death and Timor is going to have to really fight him? That, that sounds like an interesting way, it's like way to go. Cause I mean, like, at the end, at the end of this fight, I mean, well, we had, um, it's like Kaya, uh, showing that, you know, she could, she could totally bring it in a, it's like in a fight. So, I mean, there's, there, it could be like, you know, maybe we were going to like go further in that, that direction, but also it's like, you know, it's like, it could be like that, the idea that, you know, it's like, that Timor, like, you know, hey, I, like, I always wanted, like, I, I always want to have the better fighter volley. It's like, I'm going to prove it to you. And then when he finally has to, like, prove it in order to, like, put, put volley down after he's, I don't know, whether he's succumbed to, like, the, uh, the Hierophant's temptations or, like, he's, like, turned into some kind of, like, undead, um, like, shell of his former self. And that uh, Timor realizes, like, no, it's like, this, I mean, this is, this is what I wanted. But it's not how I wanted it. Type things like I I can see that that happening as well, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, one thing I I would hope to see is that you know Vale does pull through and um, has the second chance to kind of like get his life back together. I mean, he he mentions that you know he doesn't know what he wants and you know it seems like his whole life is driven by fighting and just some of the visions we've seen him have, like, you know, have a child with Chris, uh, Winda or, you know, grow old and, and, um, uh, fish by the lake, fish by the lake in the sanctum. Like, you know, he, he, he is misguided and doesn't know what he wants out of life. I mean, the only thing he's got going for him is that he's the great hero. Um, like you know, all, who all he knows world. is fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like that, and that's great. That's awesome. You know, that's more action for us. But you know, what 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 goals and ambitions does this character like have beyond that? You know, and I think that's one thing that's got to differentiate differentiate itself from Dragon Ball. Because I mean, like you know, Goku lives to fight, and you know, um, he only you know does things when his wife beats him and tells him to like <laughs> go go get a job or go go do something. But either way, he's he's always training. Um, and it seems, you know, before, before, uh, uh, Vale came to go to Timor and Krista's house, like that seems like what he was just doing, being a vagabond and training and doing all types of nothing. But when he's at, you know, their home, you can see like, oh, I really missed out on a relationship with her or, you know, I couldn't let, I couldn't let my love for her go. So I, I, I like to see this character, uh, you know, come out on top and uh you know you know pull pull through and you know from from this near death experience you know make make some uh positive life changes okay i got one more thought one question about this but rob do you have any thoughts on what myron just said uh you know i i i like his ideas and i kind of you know yeah i'd like to see that too but i'd also like to see you know maybe a tragedy uh, every now and then, I like I like I like to read a tragedy. Um, there there are comics that I've really enjoyed that that were like that. I can't think of any off the top of my head. There are movies that I've really liked. Um, so it would be interesting to see you know what happens if Timor has has to put Vale down, but feels like it's an empty victory mm-hmm. because uh, because he, he he didn't like it's not, it's like not on the terms said. that he wanted. Yeah, it's not like you you'd both. I don't I don't remember if it was Myron or or Jason uh, that said that it was not the terms that he wanted. Um, but yeah, 
I don't. You you both seem to be uh, making me uh, change my mind a little about the comic, and maybe I'm going to be more interested in it in the future. I wasn't that after reading it. I wasn't all that uh, interested in it, but I feel like you guys have looked at it uh, from a little more. Um, I don't know, in a little more detail, uh, thinking about it a little more than I did. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a second chance. Okay. I mean, that's, that's kind of probably sounds like a good place to wrap things up. Cause I mean, like, so I guess it's like, I mean, like I, 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 I mean, like, I said, I, I ended the series thinking that, okay, the most interesting stuff is kind of like left to come in this series. Like, you know, just, you know, like with everyone like aware of, um, Vale's, um, impairments, like, you know, what, what do you, where do you go from there? I mean, it's like, is it going to be just, you know, like, it's like, like, um, like coddling him, like on his way to, uh, it's like, it's like to a, it's like to a quiet, quiet death. Is he going to like, like, fu- like, um, take on his, like, you know, like one, is he going to like take on one final challenge? Like, or is he just going to like, um, like give in to like the Hierophant's like, um, it's like plan. And it's like, it's like, and um, Timor is gonna have to like put him put him down like for the for the good of the world, but just not in the way that he wanted. So I guess like so so you guys like I guess interested in seeing like you know no more no one left to fight volume two. Oh, most definitely. You know, next time on no one left to fight. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah you guys have convinced me that to uh, to to get it if it comes out and and give it another shot. So okay, so I mean it's like I. I'd like to say that, you know, like there's like some kind of like, you know, publication date for this, but <laughs> we man, don't know. it's like 2020 has been like kind of crazy y'all. So it's like, it's, it's like, 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 I would like to think that, yes, there is going to be like a, like another mini series for this, that, um, that, that, um, that creators like Aubrey Citizen, artist Fico Osio, um, and like, and publishers of Dark Horse have realized, like, okay, well, can we do like one more miniseries of this, or like if we do another miniseries, is this, this going to be the last one? Is this going to be like one like solid ten issue story? Well, it's like it's kind of um, it's kind of up in the air right now. So it's like I would definitely like to, I would definitely be on board for another another volume of No One Left to Fight. It's just a question of like whether or not whether or not we're actually going to get one. But I would. Definitely like to read one, guys. Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, because I'm I'm looking in the back of this book, and there's characters that weren't introduced uh, in in this volume. So I like, really like Billy Von Katzen. Is that is that the white lion looking dude with the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, hey, where's this guy? So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, and of course, like, you know, everybody's safety is more important than. Uh, you know, getting getting talking about getting, one comic book. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I do hope that this book. Um, my hopes for this book is that it 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 really builds up uh, a fan base and success that gives uh, the 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 creators more incentive and more uh, drive to want to, um, you know continue on with this whether whether they have like a definite uh plot point that they want to get across or not necessarily drag it on like dragon ball used to but you know come out with you know more more issues like maybe say go for like a hundred issue run or something but i'm really digging this and of course as i mentioned um i'm a sucker for 
great artwork and just great dynamic uh, drawings, and I really love uh, what I'm seeing here. And God damn it. There's, if there's one thing to recommend this series, it is the art, because mm-hmm. Fico... This is like Fico Osio, which like really um, sent it out of the park with this one. It is just really incredible, detailed, dynamic work here. Definitely. Absolutely. Agree totally. Okay. Um, so I guess the last thing to ask here is, John, um, any thoughts on your end about all this? You want me to comment? After all the discussion you guys just had. <laughs> it's kind of tradition at this point, really, sir. Well, I'm going to let it stand on its own. So, um, okay. so to follow tradition, what are you going to be talking about next time? Okay, well, it's like uh, I'm absolutely going to want to like, talk to uh, Myron and Rob about joining us for like another... Um, actually, like, a couple things, but I think we'll talk about that afterwards. But as far as the very next thing we're going to talk about, you know, I think I think things are like so crazy and wild in this world that we need like something that is like you know, talk about a series that is just kind of like, you know kind of quaint and family friendly. It's like and kind of whimsical. So I'm going to talk about what the uh, crazy boondocks Japanese life is like in um, Barakamon. So there you go. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick. All right. Later. Later. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. you Glad you guys could join me. Bye. Thank you.